Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and with me, I have the crew, yes, the full crew, comprised of these gentlemen joining me over the interwebs as well. Of course, first up, we got my boy, my main man, actually. He is the host and creator of the Raw Sex Podcast. Make sure y'all checking that out every single Friday as it comes out. Great interview we just did with independent music artist Ronald Royce. A really, really good um, interview that we did with her. So make sure y'all check that out, man. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Cousin Damo, Dominique Marks. Check out Raw Sex Podcast on Twitter at Raw Sex Podcast One. And of course, on IG, Raw Sex Podcast. Check it out each and every Friday. And as well with us, my boy J.O. here in the place to be. And guys, thanks for joining us here again. And thank you to all the listeners out there, stateside and worldwide, really starting to see some great numbers come out there. You all are responding to the content that we are putting out, especially it seems like y'all are responding well to that review that we did about Goat with Ghostface and as well about Ice Cube's uh, death certificate. So thank you for continuing to spread the word. We want to close the year out on a strong note, and we have a very action-packed end of the year. So Thank you again for continuing to give us love and show us love across the internet, y'all. We do it here all for you. As we always say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics and MBTC. And fellas, today, well, marks a very interesting point in history 25 years ago. Uh, Just this little stretch that we have starting from like right here up until I would say into the middle of the year in 1996, we had a string of great albums that were released and it kind of all started well really as of a couple of weeks ago with iron man by ghostface but continued on throughout the year all the way up until damn near new year's eve and so here's yet another one and this is one in particular that actually laid the blueprint for a lot of performers out there particularly women performers and female rappers that are out here because if it wasn't for this you could honestly point towards stuff with meg or Nikki or Cardi, there wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for this. Of course, what are we talking about? We're talking about going back 25 years ago, November 12th, 1996, to the debut album of Lil' Kim, Hardcore, released on Undies, Big Beat, and Atlantic Records, recorded between 95 and 96 at the Hit Factory, famous Hit Factory in New York City. Runtime of 56 minutes and 59 seconds. The producers on here, on there, Lance Un Rivera, executive produced as well by you know, Notorious Big, and production as well done by Sean Combs. The associate producers on this, the likes of Carlos Six July Brody, Nasheen Myrick, Stevie J, Stretch Armstrong, Rashad Smith, Fabian Hamilton, and of course Jermaine Dupree as well. Three singles on here from Hardcore. The first single, No Time, released October 29th, 1996. There was a remix to the original song on this album, of course, the famous Crush On You, which that version was not the version that made the album. There was a little bit of a story beyond why she was not on the version that appeared on the album, but then a remix was done where she was actually on this single with Lil C's. And the Not Tonight 
Ladies Night remix, which came out in the summer of 1997, where were two really big singles back to back, Crush on You and then Not Tonight. But then again, those sing- those versions, those remixes did not appear on the album, only later on as singles. So here we are, guys. Low Kim, Hardcore, 25 years ago. This week, it came out, an album that, was, that sold 78,000 copies in its first week and has now sold over 5 million copies worldwide. <laughs> it's crazy um, that it's been this long. And I remember this, this album coming out during that fall. First of all, the appeal that was around Lil' Kim because obviously she had an image. Um, sexually, there were a lot of things that guys... Especially of our age, for those of us who were in like middle school and, and high school, <laughs> right. that stoked our imagination. I mean, let's be real. Even the promo yeah. copy, the the uh, the poster that had her in the leopard print bikini <laughs> yeah, with her legs yeah. wide open. Oh uh-huh, man, you know hey, what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like we talk about back in the day. Our like our pops and our uncles and shit have put like posters of Pam Greer and a Jane Kennedy and all these other like fly. Women back in the day, and Bama's like, yo, you would see that full that poster, and it just, like I said, let your imagination run wild. And because of you know the fact that we had seen her in all the Junior Mafia videos and everything else, so people was already feeling her. But I think also another thing about it as well is that, yo, she could rhyme, like, and she had a very distinctive voice. It was, you know, something that, and the shit she was talking about as well kind of like also stoked the imagination of everybody else. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so we'll go ahead and get to y'all perspectives. So I'll start with you actually, Damo. So this joint comes out, you know, this is 25 years ago. What you thought about listening to it, especially maybe when you first heard the singles and then hearing more of it as the years have gone on, what you thought about it? Well, well the same way I was then, I am this. well, I probably – I probably gave female rappers more of a chance back then because we know, you know, I styled that back then it was more about lyrics than, you know, mm-hmm. the gimmick that they had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we don't think that it was a gimmick what she was saying. Like, mm-hmm. we think she was really doing this shit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> right. Like, I think, I don't know if we should say, the story of her had to get her stomach pump came yeah. out. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. that's when we was... That right before the album came out, that came out, didn't it? Yeah, Bama's came out. Yep. They have the story. So, like, my thing is, like, was that ever really confirmed? Like, did she actually had to get her stomach pump and she had, you know, kids yeah. all in her stomach? Like, yo, <laughs> whatever that Joe, you thinking, like, yo, yeah. Yeah. shit, yeah. she really out here yeah. giving it up. Giving it up. <laughs> you were thinking that, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, that, that had you, like, yeah, I want to hear. You know, you you listen to the album, but it's you know it's somewhat the same way. You you know, I can't get into a female rapper because you know they talking about sucking dick and fucking niggas and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, she delivered it on point. You know the way she get it wasn't you know she she always she put it in a clever way to where she get to her sucking a dick or her fucking a nigga. Like oh shit, all right, that was clever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but the singles, the singles were smashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the singles were smashes. All the singles were smashes, and I think what kind of helped with us is the fact that we had heard her on the Junior Mafia album before this. You know what I'm saying? So people mm-hmm. kind of knew kind of what it was that she was coming with, and 
you know, to say something to a certain extent, you know, yeah, we, she's sitting here talking about sexually, but that's like the first, like one of the first times you could ever think about like, yo, a female rapper being that explicit sexually and saying about what the fuck it is that they wanted. Like we talk about like, you know, Nikki and, and Megan and all these other, like it's regular now, like all the female, most of the female rappers out that aren't like Rhapsody and Jane, Jean Grey and other rappers. We talked about, talked to Dorana on, you know, this past week, Damo, like they, they selling sex. And she was like really the first one to really explicitly coming out. Like, yeah, this nigga eat me out, nigga. Like, you know, all this other shit. Like it was wild, really, really wild. But now I go to you, Jay. So what about you? Same thing, you know, as this joint came out, what you thought about it, thought about the singles and then also the rest of the album. And then in the time on since it's been out. Yeah. Something about back then, like I remember too, like yeah, 10th grade and, before the album came out, I remember that joint in the source, you know what I'm saying, with that cover, mm-hmm. like with that um the advertisement. Yeah. I actually remember buying up to school, like, you know what I'm saying, trying to get my magazine off so they could take that shit for themselves. But <laughs> I had to wear with all like the cut like the cut of shower, just leave it at home. Like, you know, you ain't give me for my shit. Nah. Like, uh-huh. Hold on, let me stop you let me stop you real quick, Jay. I went over one of my boys' house and was about to touch the magazine. He said, Man, don't touch that. <laughs> you already knew what that meant. <laughs> Hey, you already hey. knew what that meant as a teenager. Don't touch that. Like, hey, oh, hell nah, my nigga. Hey, Let me go dog. wash my hands now. Hey, nah, dog. I need to lit the poster up. I need to. I need to watch. I need to leave right now. <laughs> as a matter of fact, damn, <laughs> disgusting, <laughs> niggas. At least he saved me. Yeah, at least he, he saved you. He gave. He gave you a heads up. Magazine. He gave you a heads up. Pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like, see, I mean. For me, I just like, you know what I'm saying? I was just like a journey. I just like put on my wall the shit like that as far as like the greatness. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it was the predecessor, like, you know what I'm saying? That aqua green joint she had laid on, like we covering the titties up. So it was oh, that, yeah. that, same, mm-hmm. that same vein. But like, yeah, I just remember like all the controversy then. Like, of course, like, you know, the, the stomach pump story. But then y'all remember like, you know what I'm saying? They said it was like, it was like a sex tape. And they said, suppose she was on the joint. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually got my hands on it. Did not see Lil Kim on there. I'm thanking God I didn't pay for it. Mm. Um, That's crazy, right? Wow, dog. I remember that shit too. Yeah, yeah. wow. Damn, you know it was a whole rack of sex scenes, but I mean, yeah, no Lil Kim on that joint. But like, um, mm. damn. Yeah, thinking about the album as far as like, yeah, like Dom said, like this, uh, the singles with them saying were bangers. Mm-hmm. Had a couple joints on there that you know what I'm saying were, were cranking, but didn't necessarily like achieve levels being singles. Mm-hmm cool for that time i mean but then like for fast forward now i mean i do see how i laid the blueprint like you know say for like nikki meg and cardi like mm-hmm. um you know those artists everything like that i could only get but so into it because obviously you know what i'm saying you ain't gonna really be able to relate to that from a female perspective like yeah lusting after the dude and everything like that so mm-hmm. I yeah kinda try, I, I just kind of looked at it from that perspective but then like like as i got old i realized like it kind of was like an attestment, like you know, to how big you, how great Biggie was as like an executive producer and like, like an art, like development artist. Because like, yeah. you know, Biggie wrote a lot of them lyrics. Yeah, Biggie wrote a lot of the, especially Junior Mafia. He wrote a lot of their lyrics. I think most, yeah, I, most of them were not MCs. They so. were not. Nah, they he, but he wanted them to get on though. He wanted to put them right. on, so he wanted them to be able to be seen as stars. But I think Kim did her fair share of writing on this joint because it's been proven time and time again that you know she her pen can hold her own even it's been said like yo people would think that they think like you know people was ghosting for kim all the time like nah man pen, kim can hold her own without a doubt and before she even got to the point where she was a little kim that we knew back then before then she was like literally almost like a carbon copy and biggie and the fact that how biggie used to start off spitting nothing but that street shit she was the same way and it was like nah dog you gotta be 
you got to be smooth, man. If you want ladies and shit to be able to sell, you got to you gotta give them another persona. And it was like, she sort of did the same thing as well. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So my perspective, throughout all the things and remembering exactly what y'all said as well. I mean, I remember the whole shit. The, the poster, the stomach pump story. Yeah, it was a, a, a porno off that joint. It's actually a porno named Hardcore. Lil' Kim on that joint. She on a sex tape. All this other shit. And, you know, not being able to really go and get access to that shit like niggas being to go and look online to see if her ass somewhere on a sex tape or something you know all that shit the intrigue led into it but then the singles came out and they were smashes i didn't actually go out and get this album myself but i knew you know people who had them and by listening to it i was just like well damn she really was um just (laughs) i mean what you could say she was really explicit with it and it was almost like sort of like the opposite of what you were getting from a lot of her male counterparts in particular shit that you had from Biggie. I mean, shit, Biggie was explicit as hell on his records talking about shit he would do to women and, and sexually. And she was pretty much the same way, but lost in the everything, all that beyond the fact that, you know, Oh man, I don't really want to, I can't really get with her and her talking about sucking the nigga dick and having a nigga eat her out and everything else like that. The ROMs on here. I mean, even just not even on the openly sexually explicit, tracks there were tracks on here where she was getting like getting it and like you would be like all right well shit i you know this is some some shit that you know you wanted to be able to hear from a female mc you know in the vein of queen latifah and mc light but again they weren't explicit in they rhymes even if it wasn't sexual they weren't like you know explicit like vulgar and obscene she was like like fuck like give a fuck about a bitch i'm gonna do this and that's what really impressed me more than anything else do have to give credit for Biggie on this because, like I said, him executive producing this and Kim was like his pet project because, you know, he saw the potential in her before really anybody else did, even though people would underestimate her, being a little fact she was only like 4'11 and not even 100 pounds. So he saw basically the type of talent that she had. But on here, the single, like y'all said, all smashes, what kind of took me back was the fact that there were tracks on here that she kind of took it and really flew with it. And you know, uh, and the concepts on here, even we'll get into this when we get into our highlights on tracks, like even like queen bitch and dreams, like, you know, just really, really clever shit that she does right there. So definitely props to her. Um, production on here was, was pretty cool. You know, they weren't the best beats in the world, but I feel like, you know, with the ones that were done by the bad boy and bad boy affiliated folks, you got like some really, really cool tracks. And, you know, it just really found to me, it felt like a really great and, um, cohesive project and stayed in the vein basically what was on brand for her and i felt that way since then and even now 25 years later and it did really set the groundwork for what you receive from female rappers especially now because that seems to be the standard like if you're not doing that and if you are spitting some lyrical type shit then you sort of seen as a unicorn she was kind of doing both of them you know what i mean so that's what kind of made her rare in that in that case yeah so now we're going to get in the highlights so I actually start with you, Jay, your highlights, and then, of course, any lowlights if you have them. Of course, like the singles, like No Time, Crush On You. Trying to think, I'm, well, I guess it wouldn't really come out as a single, but Queen Bitch, like mm-hmm. the way that beat just sounded, how melodic it was, and mm-hmm. like her flow over that joint was just banging. Um, I'd actually also say as far as like a highlight, the joint Fuck You. Because mm-hmm. I, I liked her, and um, I think it was like Trife's joint, like flow yeah. that joint, so... um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think what the highlights. I mean, yeah, Big Mama thing because like I mean, again, like those strong intros like we talked about with the Machiavelli album. Like mm-hmm. that came in pretty tough with that beat and mm-hmm. you know, so oh, yeah. you know Biggie like kind of 
did that flow already. I mean, like, it was interesting to see it, like, from a female's perspective, too, and, like, you know, the way her voice sounded, and, like you said, the fact she's, like, you know what I'm saying, like, a small, petite woman, like, to come in there so tough, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as far as low lights, actually, you have to... I have to... Interesting enough, also say fuck you because of uh, Larsky's verse on that joint. I could have oh, known yeah. without. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that joint was. <laughs> that joint was. Like, not, uh, not I'm, good. Like, I'm thinking, like, okay, to like, mm. big you off the right to a joint. You just said, nah, I'm going to try to see how I can wing it on my own. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, nah, dog. This shit ain't. <laughs> this is not not what's popping. It's like I said, one of them niggas who be in a cypher, everybody heads is nodding. All of a sudden, niggas just stop because the nigga offbeat and he can't, <laughs> and flow just ain't going. Like, yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, um, I, well, I don't know if I'm going to say a low light also, but as far as the intro, because you know what I'm saying? Again, this guy ain't trying to hit no nigga beating off and all that like, shit. Like, come on, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, I want to try and yeah. hit all that shit. Yeah, dog. Like, come on, Any man. Shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Nigga talk about so let me get a small popcorn and a large butter with extra napkins and shit. Like, come on, don't nobody want to hear that shit. Like, I, man, I, I was thinking, like, what the, like, like don't say me, white, the whole rack of butter. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> large butter, yeah, what the fuck? This nigga leaves him. Like, <laughs> not to go in, like, not to go into, like, specific, specific etiquette, no shit. Like, I'm like, wait, the fuck? Nigga, you, like, this is some people do. Like, like nigga, you using, using butter, yeah, what you the fuck? produce man? and shit? Like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, like, I could have done without that shit too, for real, for real. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I was also gonna say, like, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say a low light, but it, it kind of like surprised, like, the drink crush on you. Like, I guess you were saying it was a story behind that, but like, yeah, the drink came out as a single. Mm-hmm. You get Kim on it, then you get the album. It's just little C's all the way through the drink. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say C's ain't hold it down, but like, you know what I'm saying you just weren't expecting that. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know the Kim drink was a remix. Yeah, the Kim joint was a remix. That was a remix. The thing about that, from what I understand, and I was reading this in um, in, a, in an article about the recording of Hardcore, she was at that point in time was taking a break away from this from the studio, so she was on a musical hiatus, as it says, for some personal readings during the original recording of the song, and they submitted it for the album to go out, and I guess sometime afterwards they were just like, all right, cool, well. Let's put this shit out and let's put out a, a, a version actually with Kim now that she's back. We already got C's vocals. Let's go ahead and get her to record some shits. We could take one of C's verses, change it from a 16 to an 8, and give her 8 on the back end. And it turned out to be a huge hit, <laughs> you know? And now this, that version being on the album, I think it would have even raised this album up to another level. Because had we had gotten this from the break, then yeah. Yeah, because that shit was, it was a banger, man. It was a banger. Damo, your highlights, any lowlights if you have them? Um, the highlights to me is, of course, you know, the singles, of course. And the way they set the album up, it's, it's, it's consistent, the way they set the album up. And her flow is, is highlighted, but, like, the lowlights is really similar to what Jay's like. They're crushing you. That had me. I was sitting there waiting the whole song, waiting mm-hmm. for her to come on. Like, mm-hmm. where the fuck is she at? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I know I done heard this jump before. Where the hell is she at right now? I was like, hold on. This mm-hmm. nigga got another verse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and, I, and look, you know, you know, she she come on hard on the channel, yeah. so you ready to go? Like you ready? You ready to get just a little bit of her shit before she start going crazy and you you can't say no more of her words? You're like, oh, no, no. Mm. Oh shit, she. Let me. Did the fucking soundtrack? Did they go yeah. to another song on my motherfucking <laughs> title app? Like, what the? Nah, I'm on. A, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck? Nah, that's the album and then, version. Yeah. 
And of course, that fuck you, Joan. I was like, uh, what the hell is going? You tried it, Slim. You sh- they should have left you off that oh, jump. Lost it, yeah. Yeah, they should have yeah. left you off that jump. Yeah, if it would have been just been trifling, Kim, it would have been cool. But that nigga. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. True. Well, my highlights. So, my highlights on here, I have um, obviously. The singles, Me No Time, that was a shit. That was a huge, huge song when it came out. Mm-hmm. And it sort of also brings me back that it reminds me that there was a time when they actually recorded a version just for the radio and then a version for the album. Because I'm listening to this shit and I'm remembering <laughs> lines and it's like, oh shit. Right. This wasn't in the in the radio version. This was different. Like, yo, that, that line, I don't remember that line as much as I did the other one. That's a, a prime example of back in the day. They used to actually record versions just for the radio or sometimes with different words and different lines. And then there will be a version that will be more explicit on the actual album instead of what they do now where they pretty much blank out the word and you can't hear it. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes it'd be, it'd be three, four whole lines blanked out because it's so explicit. It's like, yo. Well, I even go through the trouble of doing all that shit, but cleverly done though, because when I listened to this shit, I was like, "Oh, that wasn't on the radio version." <laughs> but shout out to Stevie J, man, the beat once again, Stevie J. You know, um, all over bad boy, all over bad boy, exactly. The joint drugs. Um, first of all, that beat by, by Fabian Hamilton is ridiculous, and the content of that whole song, even with Biggie being on the hook, I thought was a standout. Queen bitch, I mean. Another collaboration between Nashim and 6th July. Uh, great beat. And so much even so that they took that portion of the beat and flipped that into not even a year later to Mary J's I Can Love You, which featured Lil' Kim on it. You know what I mean? So you could hear that joint and they flipped the part of that into another beat they had not even six months later. But she really was doing her spitting job on this shit. Like, yo, to me, this is to, like one of the best lyrical jobs she does on the whole album. Um, Dreams was interesting <laughs> in hindsight some of the things she said on this in this joint are pretty a, a little cringeworthy especially when she mentioned art kelly and then i don't know if y'all were y'all like heard it but then at the end of the second verse when she said something about she's on fire getting head by the harlem boys choir That's and i'm like oh, i was no. like um um <laughs> Um, Kim, um, <laughs> like, you do know some of them little boys are as young as X amount of years old, right? Like, <laughs> that just shows you the difference in the times. Like, that was, I guess, seemed to be okay by some people back then, but something like that definitely couldn't fly today. Like, nah, not at all. The version of Not Tonight on here, which isn't the Ladies' Night remix, but it's again just another thing we talk about it's really the part of sexual liberation and rap when it comes to female mcs really kicking that whole part off but yeah i mean even other songs sort of like big mama thing to kick it off and that was like the joint that you know was the first song on there produced by stretch armstrong you know even jay on that joint jay's fresh off of doing reasonable doubt at that point he's still not as big known a star as some people would think but you know and it wasn't his best verse but it was cool to kind of hear him on that to just be as a part of collab with a fr- fellow Brooklyn MC, just like Kim was. And, you know, but other than that, low lights, I mean, obviously the intro, it's like, yo, I don't know whose idea that was to put that on there to, <laughs> you know, depict a nigga in the movie theater, watching a dirty movie, jerking off with butter and shit. Like what the fuck kind of shit is that? Like we, we could have been spared that shit completely. They could have maybe had done a little bit of a less, 
explicit intro. And then that would have been the end of it. But of course, obviously as well, fuck you. Yeah, Larceny verse just just like yeah, like dog. Like like one of the things like you got something good in the makings and then here comes a nigga to come fuck it up. And that's what you get. You know, um other than that, not really a whole lot of lowlights. I do think the sequencing was done well. And I think that the skits mm-hmm. on here, when they did the skits of either her talking to her homegirl, some other shit happening, you know, that's I, I thought that was very, very well done as well. But the spend a little dough as well was something that, you know, really caught my ear because that sort of yeah. went through a whole thing about her being locked down and taking a charge for a nigga and nigga going to hold her down. But he didn't. You know what I mean? So from another perspective, you talking about. How there's always guys who go in and their shorties hold them down. And she went in and he ain't hold her down. So, you know, again, one of those things of flipping things on their head. Like we talked about how the guy rappers would sit there and say explicit shit about the women. Then here's her sort of some flipping it on the head from another perspective is how the, the shoes on the other foot, how it all works around. So, yeah, man. So now we get into notable quotables. And I'll start with y'all to see, man, what kind of notable quotable y'all have. Damo, you have one for us from this uh, album? Um, I'm, this is going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> Every time I thought I had one, <laughs> oh, she damn. Was <laughs> be like, I'm like, oh, I like this one, right? This is what I'm going to use. I jumped on the, di- oh, no, nah, I can't use that one. <laughs> <laughs> damn. I was like, oh, I'm feeling this one. I said, oh, no, no, no. You ain't going to get me doing that one right there. Just like how, which, which song that she has with a lot of bammers be singing the joint. And if you drive past, like a lot of female rappers, like if you see it, if they, if you drive past the car and you see a bammer singing a song and you know he don't supposed to say that word yeah. and you look at him just to see if he say that word. <laughs> no, dog, you said it. No, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, you hey, don't supposed wild. to say that part. That's why you supposed to just skip over that part right there. <laughs> That's wild, man. That's wild. So no notable quotable for you. Ain't nothing in there that you was like, nah, I can't, I can't it's, do it. She was spitting a lot, but I couldn't. You couldn't fuck with. Even her. I feel like saying pause because I said she was spitting. Yeah. <laughs> pause. Damn. Well, all right then. Jay, you got anything, or are you are you also abstaining sus just like Damo? Uh, it was I would say it was kind of tough. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, well, this is like I would say just like one bar, one bar off of um, Queen Bitch. Mm-hmm. Like, when it was like Shop of Blue Medals with Prada bags. Female Donata has no problem splitting splitting Queen with my team. Shit straight like nine fifteen. Now I mean, I had to think about yeah. it when I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Not, oh, okay. Yeah, that was like that was pretty dope. Like, you know yeah. What I'm saying? But yeah. Um, the only other joint. Well, the other joint. Actually, like I said, I like the um, Trice verse on on "Fuck You," like just that whole flow, like nah, shock, reach ya, greet ya, hang with little Caesar, but don't slang pizza, pizza. The guy mm-hmm. carrying rap barbarian, ninety six Blake Carrington. I bring the most dangerous diseases. Trice please MCs of all types, homosexuals, dykes, intellectuals like my flow, my charm. Wifey on the arm, but stay fucking other bitches. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I think Trice should got some more attention on this album. Attention, yeah. Than overseas, but um, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And, and then other one like um, it kind of goes back to your point, Brian, about like you know how people record like different verses of the album versus what comes on the radio. But mm-hmm. the one thing I don't think we touched, <clears throat> excuse me, touched on like you know this was like still fresh off like the whole Biggie and Pac thing, and yeah. Kim had a verse on Big Mama thing that had to get re-recorded. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. yeah, like um yeah. Matter of fact, and, and um, it would have been a sick bar had they included it, but they didn't. She, when she was like. 
Yeah, who shot you? Who knows, but they got you. Fed mm. up. Wet up. Maybe next time your punk ass to keep your head up. I heard up like, oh, shit. Mm, People damn. forget, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Motherfuckers <laughs> was ready to go at Pac. Like, People were ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shoot, think- same thing. Like, I mean, I know we're going to talk with Mob Deep, but, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was on there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, niggas, niggas were ready to go at Pac, but I think Buff and Big told him, like, hold fast. Don't, nope, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Chill. You know, because I think after the whole thing with Hit Him Up came out, I think that nigga, them niggas were ready to come after Pac, but I think I think Biggie and Pac told him to chill. I'm like, yo, hold fast. We we got it. You know what I'm saying? Just chill. Just chill. So I, it, I don't know if Biggie wrote that, that um, verse for her, but like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But still, like, that jam that would have took it up. Like, especially, Take it up a notch. Right after Pac, it got Right after he got too, killed. So. Yeah. And right after Machiavelli would have come out as well. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Stakes were high back then, and the tensions were high. And we would only find out just how hot it would go as the year went on and as the next year went. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do have a notable quotable, and obviously mine is from Queen Bitch, which I think to me, like I said, is one of the best you know, songs on here with her lyrically. And so it comes from the first verse where she says, if Peter Piker pepped him, I bet you Biggie bust him. He probably tried to fuck him. I told him not to trust him. Lyrically, I dust him off like pledge. Hit hard like sledgehammers. Blitch with the platinum grammar. I am a diamond cluster hustler, queen bitch, supreme bitch, kill a nigga for my nigga by any means, bitch, murder scene, bitch, clean bitch, disease free bitch, check it, I write a rhyme, melt in your mouth like M&M's, roll with the mafia, remember them? Tell them when I used to mess with gentlemen, straight up apostles, and now niggas are strictly jostle, kill a nigga for the figure how you figure. Your cheddar would be better. Beretta inside of Beretta. Nobody do it better. Better wet you like hurricanes and typhoons. Got buffoons eating my while I, while I watch cartoons. Seek the loan. This rap Pam Grizz here. Baby drinkers beware. Mostly Dolce wear. Frank killed niggas lives for 1.5. While you struggle and strive. While we pick which bench to drive. The mafia you want to be them. Most of y'all niggas can't eat without per diem. Mm. Oh, last bar right there. Is most of y'all niggas can't eat without per diem. Like, just, mm. I actually think, I think Biggie might have wrote this verse for, or at least most of it. You know what I'm saying? Because when I was listening to, yeah, when I was listening to the rhyme and how she was saying it, I was like, yo, this shit sound, this shit sounds like something Biggie would have wrote. You know what I'm saying? Most of the shit, especially the Frank Kill niggas lives for 1.5. So, while you struggle and strive, we pick which bench to drive. I was like, that sounds like a Biggie line right there. That sounds like prime Christopher Wallace bar right there. So, yeah. Now, I understand what y'all are saying. Like you said, it's, it's kind of hard when you deal with something like this. And like you said, Damo, niggas driving or even in the club and you're like, yo, nigga over there singing this shit, dog. Like, what you singing? Like, <laughs> like this is strictly supposed to be for them. You know what I mean? This book's strictly mm-hmm. supposed to be for them. And as hard as she goes on crush on you, it's like, yo, the only parts you're going to see me singing the C's joints for the most part. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I'm going to sing it along in my head while she's singing it, but I ain't going to sing that shit out loud, though. That's it. Anyway, the one thing I guess I would have to say is before we get into the rating, the impact of shit like this basically made. Because as I stated, this joint came out, Il Nana by Foxy Brown came out the next week. You added pretty much two female MCs, pretty much of the same caliber, pretty much selling the same type of allure, you know what I'm saying, into the game. And how that kind of changed stuff afterwards because... I mean, I would say even before then, like you had like, you know, Lady of Rage and Yo-Yo come out. They were sometimes a little bit more explicit than you would run into like your MC Lights or your Queen Latifahs 
or um, even before them, Roxanne Shantae's or, you know, Miss Melody, those type of rappers, like they were explicit. They were explicit female rappers out there as well, but nobody was really like the way that Foxy and Kim were. And you sort of had that run on sort of on par up until later on in the century and then into the next decade, how many, you know, that became the norm afterwards. So I guess my question would have to be for y'all is do Kim and Foxy not get enough credit nowadays based on what it is they helped to birth? I think Kim gets her credit, but I don't think nobody gets Foxy hers. Mm. Yeah, I say that's a fair assessment. Like, cause I mean, cause even with everything going on, like, I mean, Kim still stay relevant. Like, of course I know it was like the whole back focus with her and Nikki. And then the influence is definitely seen within Cardi B like Meg. So like, I mean, it, I mean, it's, so, it's it's just like so obvious, like so. Yeah, but you don't really hear Foxy in that conversation. Yeah, I, I think part of it is the reason why I think Foxy doesn't get her props is because she she made music and then like the first album came out, the second one was mm, it was okay, but then as time went on, like you know, it seemed like she was sort of falling off the cliff a little bit. Um, even though her third album I think was had some some decent joints on there, she had some good radio joints, but then remember. Foxy lost her hearing and then once that shit happens like she wasn't rhyming no more Kim was rhyming well into the mid 2000s and she was still putting out good music and then it's like if you don't put out music you kind of disappear a little bit from the consciousness but you know I kind of always thought like with Kim and Foxy they were like right there with each other and they kind of challenged each other and they beefed for a long ass time with each other too because it was sort of like a who originated this type of shit. And they also, you know, both grew up in Brooklyn and they kind of were friends coming up. You know what I mean? So I would have to say that I, I think that Kim gets her props. And, you know, finally when her and Nikki stopped beefing and Nikki sort of like paid homage, like the way she was supposed to, like that happened. But, you know, I don't think Foxy really gets her credit as much because it's almost like she's kind of like invisible for some of his respect. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with that. I think they should get more credit because I think they both kind of were right there at the forefront, in particular of laying it for the way that these current female rappers are right now. So now here we get to the test, the final test, the test of time to see what kind of classic we think it is. Is it a certified classic, borderline classic, a classic just in this time, or not a classic at all? And so I'll go ahead and I'll start with you, Damo. What say you in regards to Lil' Kim's Hardcore? Um... I'm going to go certified classic, 8 for 10. Okay. Certified and 8 out of 10. What about you, Jay? Actually, I'm going to have to echo that sentiment. Certified classic, 8 out of 10. I'm going to go with certified classic as well. I'm going to just give it a 7 out of 10. And being as though that I think that, um, I think lyrically it's great. I think that. Uh, production wise it's cool as well I do I somewhat like have to give them like you know not being able to include like the single version of Crush On You on there I also would have liked to have heard maybe actually a big actual Biggie verse on this even if it was something that he didn't write for Kim like actual in his voice even though he was on four tracks on here though so um, but I will say certified classic I will say that out of her whole catalog there are a couple of albums that stand out to me it's disjoint and definitely as well the naked truth which she came out with in 2005 but this to me i think is like when you talk about not just the quality of the music but i think also the legacy is what we talk about i mean there have been people who have tried to spoof 
her posters, you know, the one that we talking about. People have spoofed this uh, cover, that the album cover that was on here as well. So impact and legacy wise, it definitely is a certified classic. I think quality wise, it's a classic as well. Um, but this is one of the two that I think stand out, stands out for her in her catalog. Lil' Kim's Hardcore, all three of us say certified classic. Damo, 8 out of 10. Jay, 8 out of 10. Me, 7 out of 10. 25 years old this week. Please make sure y'all go check it out. Also, go check out a lot of the articles that have come out about this album. Lots of people putting out great perspectives in regards to what this album meant to females MCs and also their place in the game and also what it was like to be able to feel like you were liberated. That really did a lot for them in the genre in regards to being able to express themselves in that way. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault Classic Music Reviews on any one of our streaming sources. If you go to the link in our bio of any one of our social media pages, you'll find the link tree. There you'll find all of our streaming sources and, of course, all of our social media pages. Again, you can find The Vault on Instagram on at Vault CMR Podcast, on Twitter at Vault Classic, and on Facebook and YouTube, go to The Vault classic music reviews podcast like the facebook page subscribe to the youtube channel interact with us on social media let us know what you think we do it here all for you we appreciate the support and if you have a friend tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend always remember to keep your headphones on your music loud but not too loud and as we close we'd like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation always create motivate and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life and on that note We say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative and Instagram at IVECRE8.